Welcome to the playground. I am your host, Eddie Flewellen, and as I always have all my guests and all that, I'm always honored to have everybody on the show, and, and, and who I have coming up is no exception, Gussie Miller, um, homeboy from Ohio. And let me tell you, I actually, I wrote this down because, I mean, there's nothing that this man has not done in the business. I mean, we're, we're talking from, we're, as a matter of fact, I'll go down, whatever I'm missing, you, you correct me, you throw it in. I have tech, I have consultant, engineer, has worked in administration, um, background vocalist, even retail, performer, recording artist, um, instrumentalist, you know, <laughs> and we can see the keyboards back there. Let's start with that because, I mean, you play, there's like a whole list of stuff that you do play. What, what, what is your main well, instrument? That's, thank you. Uh, thank you for the lovely introduction. I appreciate that. Thank Hello, you. Thank playground you. listeners. And um, and of course, yeah, and again, you know, thank you for being on. I'm, I'm really oh, glad you could make it. Thank yeah, you. you know, this, 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 is, this is a treat for me. It's a riot because, you know, as we'll talk later, this, this is just hilarious. You know, we'll, we'll have to talk about how we met and then I'll talk Please. about how I got, uh, you know, familiar with your music. But thank to you. your point, yeah, I do a bunch of things, but my uh, schooled instrument, my actual schooled instrument that I tortured my parents with was <laughs> I'm actually a drummer by schooling. Oh, okay. And, okay. Um, you know, God bless them. You know, my, my father, who comes from a very musical family, you know, I have an aunt that was a um, uh, choir and a high school music teacher. I have an uncle who was a college music professor. Um, you know, of course, I've, I've got cousins that are in the business. And to make a long story short, you know, I really wanted to play piano. Um, but, you know, we only had like one spinet piano in the house. The and, spinet, uh, ah, yes. That's all oh, the spinet piano, that's right. <laughs> and what was so funny about it was I, I have this vivid memory of my mother telling me that I was playing too hard. You're hitting the keys too hard. Oh, so okay. I went from that to, you know, when I bought my first drum set with my own money. And then I remember my mother, who was one of the first people I knew who had an American Express. She mm -hmm. actually loaned me the money you know, okay. to put my symbols, which are from, from Sabian, actually. And that was back in the day when, do you remember, um, well, of course, you know, I'll just start at the beginning. Um, I'm a huge Kenny Loggins fan, okay, because okay. Uh, when I was working for the County of Los Angeles when I was still in school, I'm sorry, County of, of Los Angeles, County of, of, of Franklin County in Columbus, Ohio, because I'm from Columbus, okay. Ohio. Okay. I remember we were painting a wall one summer. And I was uh, inside the county building and there was a woman playing uh, like a, you know, some music or whatever. And I wonder what that was. And I heard this really cool, like 12, eight figure. And that's because at the time I was, I was studying, you know, so, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I heard, you know, and I thought, okay, what's this? This is kind of cool. And right. it turned out it was Kenny Loggins' Love Has Come of Age. And oh I was like, God. well, what is this? She's like, well, that's Kenny Loggins. And, and wow. she was, first of all, she was fine because she was a mature woman. And I was like, well, hello. And she there gave <laughs> me the cassette. This will tell you how long ago it was. It was a cassette. Uh -huh. Right. I just, right. I just changed my, it changed my world because that basically okay. made me into a songwriter. Between gotcha. Stevie Wonder and Kenny Loggins, that's mm -hmm. how it came about. And because of that, I was like blown away with the drummer who ended up becoming a, a good friend of mine. His name is Tristan Bowden. And, oh um, you know, I had actually you know, gotten to meet Trish several times at the Ohio State Fair. Remember the Ohio State Fair? Now, now oh let, me, let, let me interrupt you there because um, um, I know Gussie's going to go through a list of like all these people that he knows. Are you just missing Tristan Bowden? I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tristan Bowden, especially what he did, what, what he did with, with Chicago. Oh, so when, when you mention these names, you got to like, let us know like who these people are. Because I mean, these are huge yes. names. That, that Kenny Loggins kind of brought him to prominence. But before that, he was actually in a Southern California band called Honk. Oh wow! Okay, uh, now is that before? Is that before the Loggins? Is that before Loggins and Messina? That was that was well. Actually, he wasn't really the drummer in Loggins Messina. Okay. That was another cat, uh, because Jimmy uh -huh. Messina kind of had his own rhythm section, and then he joined after you know leaving Honk, 
to the Loggins band. And then that's when the Loggins Alive thing happened. And right around the time that they had cut, I think, as a matter of fact, I think he's on Nightwatch, okay. uh, which, which oh, yeah, had Whenever yeah. I Call You Friend on there as well. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. just an amazing, amazing musician and a super nice guy. So mm. that's kind of how I, I became really interested in the drumming thing. Plus, I had grown up around some guys i'm just going to give some props to my old columbus friends because people Please. always say when you quote unquote come into success you forget about where you come from well i never do and <laughs> there's a very Same good here. friend of mine named jim bott and the bott family they were a wonderful musical family and everybody played something and jim was an amazing drummer mm -hmm. and i was a singer in that band back when we were in school and he was a huge phil collins fan so he turned me on to phil collins so that just okay. kind of just wow and that's where the drumming thing came into play. So piano is an extension okay. of my drumming because it's a percussion instrument. And okay, then, right. you know, when my father who refused to let me go to music school, because mm. he's like, that's not a job for a black man, because he was frustrated, you know, he worked for the government and you know, what are you gonna do? Okay. So he actually was convinced by my mother to allow me to go to performing arts high school, which is very much like the Fiorello LaGuardia school, the fame school mm -hmm. in New York. Uh, but it's based in Columbus and it's called the Fort Hayes School of Performing Arts. So okay. his his deal was, look, I'll let him go to school and study arts as long as he takes a quote unquote technical skill, which was radio and television production. Oh, so at that particular wow. time, okay. that's how it all kind of came about and how I beca became what they call a multi-hyphenate. Whereas it. I was musical, obviously, mm -hmm. and I could play the drums and I could play a little piano. But mm -hmm. what really happened was, is when I got to Fort Hayes and started doing the radio and television production, they had a huge program. And I'm talking real, like, you know, Sony cameras and Berkey Kellertrand lighting and, you know, we had mm -hmm. Stone console. We were doing real TV. Mm -hmm. But across the hall was what was calling to me. And that was, you know, the voice department. That was Ray Marie Swart. Hey, Miss Swart, if you're still uh, uh, around. <laughs> uh, Richard Early, who I think is now still the director of the symphony in Columbus. Uh -huh. And um, and then also Dr. Philip Wilson. I can't forget Dr. Wilson because it was Dr. Philip Wilson who actually came to my house and mm. talked my father into letting me come because he was the theater instructor and he had seen me as a, wait for it, there's another facet. I was a child actor because I was doing okay. television on WBNS TV. Okay. Now, before you go any farther, you, you mentioned you were a child actor. Now, all this stuff is going on. About how old, do you remember how old you were when all this was, when you were doing Well, you know, it's funny that about, you say that. Starting out, I mean, I would say probably very, well, at least 11 or 12 was when wow. I was really, you know, wow. maybe even, it may be even a little bit earlier because the first show that I did in Columbus was called Schoolies. And I've okay. been tr trying to track this down. I'm blessed to have a lot of really old footage of myself back when I was in high school. That is, that is a blessing. Believe me. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. But, I wish but, I had some know, of mine. You have to be, you have to be strong because people will say stuff. Cause that was back <laughs> when I had like an Afro and I had giant superfly glasses. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, there was nothing cool about me back in that day. Uh, uh. And, and I was really wickedly skinny. People were like, Oh my, you know, you work out your buff, blah, blah, blah. What? You know? And I'm like, no, I was like, when I moved to California, I was a 30, 36, like 30 oh, in, like, like, like waist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 36 uh -huh, inch, uh -huh, so I was a stick. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But back in the day, yeah, I, I think I, I started uh, doing uh, WBNS. And then I did uh, a show called The Judge, which was actually in syndication at the time. Uh, mm, it was mm -hmm. Judge Robert Franklin. And of mm -hmm. course, because it was the 70s, I was always, you know, black delinquent number one, you know, black delinquent number two, you know, uh -huh. so was that. And, and then, just to kind of move on, and how, how did I get from that to music? Um, I was blessed to meet um, 
some friends who were doing a show called uh, Columbus Goes Bananas. And Columbus Goes Bananas was being shot out at the Westland Mall in Columbus, right. on the west side of Columbus. And that ended up moving from just a local show that was on a, a two-way television service called Cube, Q-U-B-E. And Got it was it. the first variety show picked up by Nickelodeon, which was new at the time. And it became right, wow. America Goes Bananas. Uh-huh, so I became, uh-huh. I became a member of what they call the Bananas Gang. And we were basically just a bunch of local kids who did skits and we did contests and so on and so forth. And then, of course, I started getting fan mail. And after that, you know, when you're on cable networks and you're getting fan mail, and I think right. I have been 16, uh-huh. maybe 17. Yeah, of course, you're... And Nickelodeon. I mean, you're in on the ground floor. I mean, it's pretty the very much, beginning. That's right. It, it was wow. the first Nickelodeon variety show. So... Uh-huh. You know, we did a lot of lip syncs and stuff. And of right. course, when we would kind of sit around in between the tapings of the shows, because we would always do them, you know, two or three at a time on Saturdays and on Sundays. And, and side note, one of the funniest things, see, I warned you, one of the funniest <laughs> things about this is, is that I am in contact with one of the producers who was the coolest lady back then uh-huh. and, and, and super fine back in the day as well. Uh, <laughs> and, and she is now like one of the, like, she's an award-winning, Emmy-winning like uh, reporter, she's a lawyer. Uh, wow. on CBS, like forty-eight hours. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, so so, so, so okay. there's that. Okay. Can you say a name, or is that not? Well, well, uh, well I, I guess I can. It's it's Aaron Moriarty. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So so we've okay. been buds for a long time, and she used wow. to let me get away with murder. And I love the <laughs> yeah. fact that when I reached out to her, she's like, "Oh my God, it's Gussie." So we tweet mm, each other okay. stuff back and forth. It's it's hilarious. That's sweet. I haven't that's been able to see right. her in a while, but the next time I, I go back east, I'm definitely going to look her up because she's super super cool. Cool. And and, and cool. the executive producer of that show is a guy named Bert Dubrow. Mm-hmm. And Bert uh, created. Wait for that. He created Sally Jesse Raphael and Jerry Springer. What? So, yeah. So I've I've had a quite an interesting experience with that. And then that's through right. that. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry Springer, it's Cincinnati, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, and, Ohio, and, and, Ohio, Ohio. Oh, yeah, Ohio. yeah. See, and everybody jokes about Ohio being flyover country, mm-hmm. but it's, it's hipper than it looks. Mm-hmm. Especially I'm, when you start talking about where you're from, where I'm mm-hmm. from, you know, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Dayton, because all that mm-hmm. funk down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a whole yeah. other thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was doing bananas and I was hanging out with, you know, uh, different guys, you know, like Chris Powell, you know, from Coco Pop on back in the day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those things. And people were like, you know, Dad, you know, you, you can sing, right? <laughs> so I am a graduate, actually a high school of Marion Franklin. So Red Devils. <laughs> and I remember one of the coolest things, this is where it gets interesting, is that I always thought I could, I could sing, you know, because there was, a, there was a song by a guy named Jonathan Edwards back in the day. Do you remember Jonathan yeah, Edwards? Why does that name sound familiar? I, well, because I know that he had name. a single called Sunshine Go Away. Sunshine Go Away today. Oh, okay. uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like da, 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 da. right. Yeah, and yeah. my my uncle. Oh my gosh, really, I remember that. Dude, you, you have no idea that you opened Pandora's box. Because my uh-huh. uncle, Richie, <laughs> who was married to my mother's sister, Claudia, God rest her soul, uh, he used to come, you know, to the house with his sons. And he heard me sing one day and he's like, dude, you, you really can sing. You, you should do this. This is something mm-hmm. you should do. Mm-hmm. And it was because of him hearing me sing along to that record. Now, flash forward to years later, and I find out through my family that his son is a member of a like award-winning Jonathan Edwards group. son. group. No, no, no. Oh. This is Rich. This is my uncle Richie's son. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Sorry. And you know, uh, there's Ricky and Randy and you know, um, Randy ended up being a rapper in a band called 
um, what's it called? It's called uh, Gangsta Grass. And if you've never heard of this, you got to check it out. Okay. Because they have a huge Gangsta grass. following. And it's wow. like groundbreaking stuff because basically what it is, is it's bluegrass music to hip hop beats with an acoustic guitar player and a banjo player and then two rappers. And they had the same song to justify. So people always say, well, how did you end up being such a great singer? I said, well, you know, it kind of runs in the family. So, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. it is what it is. So Gangsta Grass. Gangsta Grass. Oh, yeah. And they're bad. As a matter of fact, I think okay. they have like the number one bluegrass record in the country right now, I think. Currently. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just okay. saw something. He just posted something on Facebook about them being on, on the Billboard chart. So, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. very proud to have a family that's very musical. So once again, flash forward. Um, you know, my father was like, you know, you really, you got to go to school and you got to study music and blah, 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 blah. This is after. Oh, so you, so now, I was going to say, so now, so now your dad is on board as far as you being a musician. Well, I wouldn't say he was on board. Let's okay. just say that he <laughs> okay. was like. But mom definitely you, was. Yeah. Well, mom was always, uh, always on board. And of course, what happened yeah. was, is that, you know, uh, he's like, you know, you should stay here in Ohio. I'm like, I don't want to stay here in Ohio. I want to go to Boston. I want to go to Berkeley College of Music. I want to go to, you know, to uh-huh. New York to go to Juilliard. So I want to get out of here, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Now, nothing, nothing against Columbus, but no, it's no, no, old, no. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's hip in spots. Mm-hmm. But it can be mm-hmm. kind of square around the edges, if you know what I mean. Right, right, and, right. And by that time, I'm already talking to, well, I'm going to go way back. Do you mm-hmm. remember like a uh, fifth floor recording studio? Okay. I do not. I'm sorry. It was like, you know, Dayton, Cincinnati area. There was a friend of mine who was a major engineer at that time named Robin Jenny. And Robin had mixed all that stuff, no parking on the dance floor. And, Uh you know, he was working with with Roger Troutman and Zab. And he was just a bad man. In Dayton, Ohio. That's right. That's right. So shout out to Dayton, Ohio, because everything was happening down there. As a matter of fact, I I just interviewed uh, Steve Arrington. Oh, my God. And yeah, Janetta Warren with uh, Zap, speaking of Zap. And, and David Arweb, oh my God, you know. Oh yeah, David Arweb was the funk, the funk oh music hall of fame. fame that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So we, we yeah, used to do so. our, our Steve Arrington impersonation. Make me shine <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Hey, so, hit maker. So, oh yeah, and of course that, that stuff was 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 banging, you know. Totally, totally. And and, and you know, and Zap, um, all of them. Or yeah. bounce to the to the ounce. Yep. All that yep. stuff. And yep. then of course, so you say, well, how did this music thing happen? Because I'm I'm at Marion Franklin, and you know, mm-hmm. we used to ride the bus until you know, till my parents bought me a car because we were bougie, mm-hmm. not black. So I, right. I had a car, you know, at sixteen. <laughs> and you know, what kind of car was it? Do you bus, remember? What do you say? Do you remember the car? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it was. A, it was a Chevy Vega. Oh, stick. Oh, and, it was and black, a stick. And... Blue pinstripes. Oh no, I was flying. You remember? Because I, I was, you know. But then I realized, well, I can't ship like this. So I, uh, I was going to say, in your Chevy Vega. That's right. <laughs> now, people who see uh, this in Columbus will be laughing their butts off. But so yeah, now. That. That's right. Now. That's right. That's right now. So now, of course, before I got the car, of course, I had to ride the bus. Mm-hmm. And um, we lived in the southeast side of Columbus. So it was, you know, a long enough ride, but not too long. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and this is where you guys come in. Because I, mean, I think the switch thing happened around 77, 78, right? Right. Yep. Exactly. Right. Yep. So, of course, they had. They'll never be. Yes. 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 They'll yep. never be a better love. They'll never be. Right. And all that. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, kids would hear me sing that. You know, up in that mm-hmm. range, and be like, Oh, I'd be wow. like, Yeah, fifty cents. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's when I realized <laughs> that singing you could make money because I wouldn't sing it unless they paid me. 
Well, okay. Every now well, and then smart. I break down, I do it for a quarter, but usually I do it for 50 cents. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. So that's when I realized, <laughs> hey, this, 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 there's, there's hey, a I can, thing, I can make know, some money at this. Yeah, Next heck, week, it'll be a dollar. <laughs> so, so that's, that's how it all happened. And uh-huh. it, it all kind of happened in Columbus. And, and, um, and switch because because switch and because of switch yeah of course yeah i mean great stuff so of course when, you know flash forward many many years and records and tv shows and stuff like mm-hmm. that in between mm-hmm. we have a mutual friend as you know mm-hmm. who was a bass player and this is the funniest stuff in the world uh, i edited that that because i figured this is a family show but <laughs> i had you know flash forward many years and many experiences later i had moved to los angeles mm-hmm. and uh i am working at a, a music store you mentioned music retail yes mm-hmm. uh i actually worked in music retail when i was still in high school at a company called coil music in columbus mm-hmm. ohio so i got a okay. shout out to the coil family because yes. i was the only black thing up in there and they weren't afraid to hire me so god bless there you me. go that was a big thing in columbus yeah uh, especially at that time uh-huh. um and shout out to you know amazing um columbus musicians like neil mm-hmm. andrews who i think neil lives in in nashville now he was a mm-hmm. player at a band called uh, panorama uh, okay. as well as jim uh, miller who actually now lives out here and is known as jazz miller and, oh, and is like a smooth jazz guitar player and just burning first chapman stick player i'd ever seen wow so okay I, i'm i'm you know flash forward you know because of having some retail background i had actually mm-hmm. gotten this gig at a place called goodman music Okay, it was on Lord Goodman. Lord. That's a that's a that's a big one, right? Well, it, it was a big one. It was very okay. Big one. Yeah, Joe right, was, right. was he was like the, the the he was like the ball. He was balling before like West LA music was balling. Okay, right. Okay. West LA okay. music was huge, as you know. Right. And this is kind of before the Guitar Center gigantic thing, and you know, way before Sweetwater and all that. Mm-hmm. Nothing personal, you know. No, no, not at all. Uh, I've known Chuck for years too. Mm-hmm. So to make a long, 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 long story short, I'm in there and. You know, at that time, I was kind of messing around with trying to build a band. And this, this you talk about some names. There are some names going to pop up here. But our mutual friend, whose name is KC Hunter, actually mm-hmm. gets off is of he? a bus with his bass and his bass amp <laughs> because he had just moved to Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And walks uh-huh. in and announces to, to the assemblage, anybody need to go bass play up in here? You know? What? What? I was thinking, now, okay, who, who's this guy? Okay. Oh, right. Now you mentioned his bass amp. This is when bass amps were kind of like big. Yeah, he, he had, I think it was- <laughs> I mean, they're not uh, small at all. Well, no, actually he had a really nice, it was, it was um, I want to say Goliath, but I don't think that was it. But it, it mm-hmm. was one of those ones that, I mean, it was small enough that you could carry. And it was okay. like a gig okay. amp. Okay. I remember it, yes. it had like a 12, I think, and a tweeter or something. Okay. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, can the brother play? And he literally plugged this stuff in and started playing. I'm like, okay. What? What? He's a go-getter. Uh-huh. And of course, many, many years later, one of my dearest, you know, best friends, Mm-hmm. he's doing the thing I'm actually working for. I'm still in you know, music retail. I'm working for Sennheiser as a technical representative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a thing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how can we get a great band? You know, we need somebody that is easy to work with and is professional and blah, blah, blah. So I called Casey and Casey's, oh, yeah, man, I'll put together a band. Mm-hmm. So, of mm-hmm. course, you know, we're at the House of Blues of all things. And this is way before <laughs> the crazy John Paddock thing, right? And, yeah, right. And uh-huh. there we are on the stage of the House of Blues. The, the, the crew and the sound people could not have been nicer. Mm-hmm. It was me and my friend Brian Walker, who was a brilliant, brilliant technician. And uh, there you were. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the band. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, this, this bro looks familiar. And, and, and Casey's, oh, yeah, man, that's the guy from Switch, you know. And yeah, you know, and, yeah, he's, he's one of them guys, he's on, you know, they'll never be. And I'm like, really? And I remember you started playing 
the changes, uh-huh. and I just uh-huh. lost my mind, dude. I went uh-huh. right back and started like, singing. The late, and and jump right singing. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Jump right in. Jump right so in. There's that. So that, anyway, so that, that whole cause was awesome, long, by the way. Okay. That whole cause was awesome. I just want to mention that whole cause was awesome, by the way. I mean, the, the reason for that that per, that particular show. If you can explain that, I really, you know, talk about that a little bit. Well, um, I mean, it was, as I remember, let's think here. There I were think. there were it was for uh, like up and coming like engineers or techs or whatever. Oh yeah 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 that's right. And you, that was right. a that was a Sound Girls mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that. I thought it was that, that was by, awesome. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sound Girls was started by an incredible engineer who actually works uh, with Eddie Vedder, uh, mm-hmm. and, Eddie Vedder. And, and his band. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's Carrie Keys. Super, super mm-hmm. cool. Shout out to Carrie. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Brian Walker, who was mm-hmm. my counterpart at Sennheiser, uh, has supported that organization for, for, for many, many years. And we basically put together all the gear. And I have to, I have to, I have to send love and respect to my friends. Uh, and, and uh, of course, I'm also an endorsee of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Group One uh, Digico. Uh, because okay. they provided the consoles and of okay. course Sennheiser provided all of the wireless microphones. Stop, stop, so stop right there, stop right there, stop right there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right? There you go. Branding. There you go. Fabulous. There you go. <laughs> Fabulous. These 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 are my head these are for the show. So anyway. Oh oh no, that's cool. That's a beautiful that's, thing. that's these came from you. So thank you, oh, sir. Oh right. Okay. Well, there yes. you go. well thank you. Yes. Well, well, don't thank me. Thank thank Sennheiser. Yeah. Actually, Sennheiser. Thank Brian because Brian was able to get more gear for the musicians than I was. So <laughs> I'd always right, be like, right. oh, you know, they said, well, what were you thinking? This this is gonna cost us. I don't know. You have to talk to Brian about that. I don't know. <laughs> Brian is the one. Who oh, knows totally that. hooked us up, man. And like I said, I, I love you. So thank yeah, you, thank and, you, and, and Sennheiser. And you know what? Thank they you all make very much. They make incredible gear. So, so they do. So, so, there, so there's that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that whole thing was was set up so that we could help uh, young female engineers who don't get as much love in our industry as they should. That's true. Um, so true. You know, get hands-on experience, and and mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to to kind of teach it. And of course, as you mentioned, I have been a technician, a clinician, and a, a pro engineer for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I've been blessed to work for some 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 pretty serious companies, uh, mm-hmm. like ATK Audio Tech. You know, mm-hmm. um, and when you're working around people that are of that caliber at that level, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing you know the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, so on and so forth. You pick up a lot of stuff, but sadly, there just aren't that many people of color. Yes, mm-hmm. I said it. Mm-hmm. And there aren't that many women, as a matter of fact. Right. Agreed. I mean, in all my years of doing audio professionally, mm-hmm. ran into maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I worked for many years in like, um, I guess you'd call it rental or, or, or uh, equipment assistance. I worked for a company called Wexler Video. So I'd done a ton of television shows, reality shows. This mm-hmm. is actually before I joined IATSE, which is the, you know, the, the broadcast yes. union, audio yes. union. Mm-hmm. And um, I work with a woman by the name of Jenny Green, who is one of the baddest, you know, television mix engineers, you know, going. And nice. I had like no clue that there were uh-huh. women who were, who were as bad as, as Jenny was. And she was the one who kind of opened my eyes. And then uh-huh. because of that and her mentorship to me, uh, I was able to pass that on to other people. Gotcha. Uh, and now, me, of course, I know let, people like let, Denise Benton and other people who are incredible, you know, engineers who happen to be women. Okay, quick, uh, because you touched upon that as far as, um, you know, um, women in the business and people of, the co- of, the, of color in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see that, and, and especially like that part of it, do you see that like where, where we are now, do you see that changing? Do you, do you, is it a slow change? Is it a quick, it a quick change? I no, mean, do you see it in no, your it's experience a, it's a, changing? It's a slow change. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and, and to be incredible, but it is, it is slightly, happening now. And slightly un-PC, I'll okay. just say that you have to 
and this is something that I'm obviously known for. Some people will say, well, he's kind of cocky and he's full of himself and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, and guess what? That might be true. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. When you know that you're good and you have been mentored by some of the best and you are a person of color, sometimes you have to just stick your foot in the door to get the crack Mm -hmm. open and then refuse Mm -hmm. to let the door close Mm because they will close the door on you. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Mm -hmm. You also have to come correct. So you have to have the technical acumen and the background and the experiences. Mm -hmm. And I'm just one of the few people who has that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because- And I can vouch for that. Well, yeah, (laughs) I mean, literally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then mm-hmm. of course I come from it as well. And I don't know if you if you dug this part up, and this is the part that always freaks people out. Um, you know, um, I'm still a federal contractor, and uh, <clears throat> I was a contractor for NASA, so I've done a, a whole. I bunch did of not know research. that. Yeah, yeah. It's and I'm a huge team. NASA fan, so we definitely have to talk. <laughs> yes. Well, what's funny is is that when you're me, it's so weird because you know, my, my online profile makes me look like I'm worth a gazillion dollars. As a matter of fact, there are, there are actually websites out there that show that my net worth is many millions of dollars. Well, I'm not worth that. So I'm doing okay, but I'm not worth that. And the are you a thousand there? <laughs> hundred thousand there? Uh, well, especially considering what a certain person is going through in the media right now, I'm not talking about that. But gotcha. let's just okay, say right. this. The point is, is that I have been blessed mm-hmm. to have you know had a lot of real serious technical background and then mm-hmm. also had the musical background and what's funny mm-hmm. is is that when you if people google me which they do and i'm talking even like and you know if i meet a beautiful woman and they, and they were interested in dating me everybody looks you up to make sure you're not a felon okay? mm-hmm. yeah yeah and of course you know having involvement with the feds makes you squeaky clean as you know because mm-hmm. you know, they will look up right. your keister there's that right right uh, and i'm also fbi affiliated and i'm not afraid to say that you know uh, mm-hmm. my, my friends in federal law enforcement uh, and by the way, the feds are way more diverse than local law enforcement. And that's one of the problems at local mm, law enforcement is that wow. it needs to be more diverse mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms mm-hmm. of leadership. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. like, I look at it like, uh, just to, to, to talk about faith for a second. It's like when you look at uh, what's going on in, quote unquote, the Christian community, um, many African-Americans have been in, in church and worship situations where they've been led by a white person. Most white people have never been in a church situation where they've been led by a black person. That's where you get right to the core. That's where you're talking about it. It's kind of like you can look and see. And one of one of my pet peeves about our business in terms of music is concerned is that me as a person who's been on both sides and has successes on both sides as an audio engineer, as a producer, as a musician, and as an artist, when I Mm -hmm. walk on the stage, like, you know, and I did the singing bee, which, you know, a lot of people know me from because I something like something like 50 million people. And that's no exaggeration saw that because I'm on the first mm-hmm. episode of the singing bee, mm-hmm. you know, with Joey Fatone and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that would be uh, what's his face. Uh, Ray Chu, uh, who was musical director of that show, who is brilliant, right. by the way. It was super right. cool. I walk on that stage and start start singing. And one of my mentors, you know, um, uh, Paul Samwise, Paulie comes over what they call the voice of God and goes, Oh my God, is that, is that Gussie Miller, the Gussie Miller? Cause wow. he didn't know that I could sing like that. Uh-huh. And what's funny about it was the woman who had booked me on the show, I was kind of booked as a ringer because she had known right. me from Natalie Cole's show, big break. Cause I was on that show as well. Okay. And she's like, well, we need somebody who can really sing, but of course they won't let you say that you're a singer. So I had to come on as an audio engineer. So of course, I'm standing there with, you know, one of the many wireless that I'm, you know, an expert at now, obviously, and right. I'm singing. And of course, the crew and some of these people who had known me for 10, 15 years are just, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't like to talk about, and I have no problem buffing everybody out that look, 
artists are not particularly nice to engineers and engineers are not particularly nice to artists. And that's, that's the guy to stop, you know, because. You know, I, I never, and, I, and personally, I just never understood that because at the end of the day, it's the engineer or the sound person that, that pretty much controls your destiny for that exactly. moment, if not forever. You know, so I have the utmost, I mean, people that I've worked with in that, in, in engineering, whether it be sound or studio, or whatever, it's like, hey, you know, you tell me what you want, not the other way around. Exactly. Know? And I mean, I mean, and you know what I mean? It's, all, it's relative, but you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you control, you know, you control how good exactly. I sound or how bad I sound. Yes. And so, there are people that I know, I won't name names that, you know, mm -hmm. if you piss them off, you're not going to sound that mm -hmm. great that mm -hmm. night, which mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why I always tell people when I mentor them, whether they are an artist or, or, or they're an engineer, always be nice to people. It doesn't hurt to be nice. You can, you can you. even flex by like, Thank hey, you. have you considered doing this? Have you tried this? Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I love about my parents, who, who, by the way, were married for 63 years, loved each other, and were both oh, awesome. ridiculously brilliant. My father was a mathematician. My mother was one of the first African-American principals, if not, I think, the first one in Columbus, Ohio. So there's wow. that. Wow, so they were no joke. And they uh -huh. taught me, look, always seek knowledge and learn to fall under authority. Mm -hmm. Because once you learn something, no one can take it away from you. Mm -hmm. So you can't like, mm -hmm. pretend like you know everything. <clears throat> but when you walk mm -hmm. into the room and you start spitting your knowledge, mm -hmm. people can kind of tell that you're studied or that you're not studied, that you know or you don't know. You right. can't fake technical stuff. It either works or it don't. Right. You know, it's, it's, right. it's like working with music. It's like you come in and I remember Chet Atkins used to say that people ask me, well, do you read music? And I say, yeah, just enough not to affect my singing. <laughs> I come in and read a treble clef. But, you know, if you want me to write for strings, no, not really. Uh, uh, uh -huh. I have a business partner who does that, who, by uh -huh. the way, God bless him, Alessandro Alessandroni Jr., maestro, who is my man, who is just the bomb. Mm -hmm. One of my I know. And dearest friends. You know who he is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yes. And by the way, Alex Huge is fan. famous for, in case since you mentioned Please. Please. I'm talking, uh, you know, he was the last keyboard player with Natalie Cole. He worked mm -hmm. with Babyface for 10 years, two tours mm -hmm. with Christina Aguilera, uh, Pink, Nelly Furtado, mm -hmm. I mean, Blue Cantra, pick a black artist. You know, Bobby <laughs> Brown picked him out of Berkeley College of Music. Oh, wow. He's worked uh -huh. with just basically brothers, 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 brothers. Mm -hmm. And in, mm -hmm. in, in, in the words that I, I always kind of, you know, joke with him when I say, you know, when I do my Alex impersonation, like, you know, my brother, you know what I'm saying? You know, I have worked with the black people for many years. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm an Italian Negro. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. Because and you do that very good, by the way. Just so you oh, know. No, he's real. And uh, you know, because uh -huh. you know, he's no yeah. joke. No, not and at all. He's, he's known in the industry as the glue. Because uh -huh. when he plays, mm -hmm. his parts are just like, they just kind of sit in mm -hmm. the mix. Yep. And also, yep. he, he has kicked my <laughs> many mm -hmm. times in terms of songwriting, because my Achilles heel is a songwriter. I'm known for melody and for counterpoint and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and can arrange pretty well, especially as, as a guy who, who is known as a singer. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but when I write, often I'll kind of get stuck at the bridge. So he's mm -hmm. like my secret weapon where I'll write a killer chorus and a killer verse in a B section mm -hmm. and all that and get to the bridge. And Alex is the first guy to be like, no, my brother, we need to take it into a new level like this, you know, and then uh -huh. he just throws these killer changes into the arrangement. Usually there's some kind of inversion and it's like, and it always takes it up to the next level. Okay. And, uh, we did that recently with my, with my new single, The Last Page, where basically I had heard this song at a songwriting contest uh, called Top Tune, which is started by two guys um, um, here in Los Angeles. Uh, and to make a long story short, heard the song, 
And the way the contest works is that you get two songwriters together, they get on stage and they pull a, like a title out of a hat and they have to go okay. back stage, oh, wow. write a song nice. in like 20 minutes and come back and perform it. Okay. So in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes. That's right. And okay. so those two songwriters, one of them, uh, Alan Roy Scott, who was like a, like a legendary, you know, uh, Motown uh, mm -hmm. like songwriter, was actually mm -hmm. signed by my music attorney, Lee Young Jr., who was the president of Motown. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, real, right? As <laughs> yes, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Right, because we mm -hmm. have that in common as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and then um, uh, there's a wonderful young songwriter named Anthony Starble who basically started this song. And I thought, oh my God, what a, what a great song. Had a great hook. Mm -hmm. And I thought, mm -hmm. you know, this is great, except for the song is not done. Can I take this over and finish it? And they were like, sure, why not? Because mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think they were thinking that anything was going to happen. And mm -hmm. then of course, I, you know, got together with Alex and boom, we finished the song and there you have the last page. So, nice, nice. And, and to, as you mentioned before, if, you know, you were to put anything up, I would say probably either the, the standard version, because last page is, is, is kind, of, kind of like a, almost a love ballad kind of a thing, mm -hmm. real kind of a smooth mm -hmm. groove. Mm -hmm. It was like my answer to when Forever Plan, which is my first uh, solo record, came out. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were still trying to figure out, well, is he a pop artist? Is he an R&B artist? Is he a smooth jazz uh, artist? Because I've been known to work with a lot of people who are connected to smooth jazz. You know, like uh -huh. Jay Gore, who's a guitar player, you know, uh, Jay Gore. Uh, Mindy A. Bear and Michael mm -hmm. Lington and uh, Dave Cause. And, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. he's a mm -hmm. monster player. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, a lot of people who know me and some people who have figured it out because of there's also way back in the day, YouTube video of me and Mindy A. Bear, who of course mm -hmm. is a legend herself. Mm -hmm. and Mindy was my like first sax player in my band in mm -hmm. Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So we go mm -hmm. way, way, way back. And then of course, Jay worked with her. Uh, and then when they kind of parted ways, I stole Jay and said, you know, I want to feature you because I'm a huge fan of guitar. And a lot of people are surprised at that when you are quote unquote, a black artist that you would have a lot of guitar on your record. And I'm like, and I remind him, hello, Babyface who is a guitar uh -huh. player, like, hello. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot mm -hmm. of people know that Kenny is a guitar player. Yes, very, and very good, very yeah, good. Yeah, yes, right. He's uh, I, and I, I got to tell you, and I've always been jealous of guitar players, number one, because I, I've always wanted to learn and, and never got around to it. I got guitars mm -hmm. sitting here. I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to do it. But, yeah. you know, as far as the like, guitar players, they can practice anywhere. <laughs> yes, they can. Yes, that's one of the reasons why I, I, I always have a guitar. And even though, you know, I, I think I barely made it past second position, I know just enough chords, my bar chords, my open chords, you know, to get the, the idea across. Uh, and okay. you can then give that to a, 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 another musician. Say, hey, this is kind of what I was thinking, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Whatever. And, and they understand way, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's a good okay. way to get your upper hair run. And then also, uh, and probably because of growing up in Ohio, and mm -hmm. probably because of being a, a product of, you know, Catholic no. schools, you know, parochial schools. De definitely because of. 
Yeah, not def- probably. Well, well, look, but definitely I mean, I was because a huge of, fan no, of kidding. I mean, and not in any particular order, you know, James Taylor. Oh. Um, and, and there's a whole other thing that comes along with that because then we'll talk about my James Taylor, you know, connection. You um, know, you're killing me now, right? You're, oh, you're totally. Dude, James Taylor. <laughs> All these people um, that you mentioned, I'm huge, huge, huge um, fans of. You know, Fleetwood Mac. Um, yes. You know, Joni Mitchell, yes. Uh, yes. Ronstadt. Yep. I mean, I, I listened to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sure my, my parents were like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what's going on with this kid? But of course, <laughs> when you grew up listening to, you know, Motown and Stevie uh-huh. Wonder and, you know, mm-hmm. my father was a jazzer. So it was Nina Simone, Billie Holiday. Oh, Sarah Bond, yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, the yeah. real thing. You know, right. Mm-hmm. All, all the big band mm-hmm. singers, including mm-hmm. um, um, Rosemary Clooney. You know, oh my gosh! You know, yes, all yes. And my father would take us to see all those people, at least the ones that were still alive when they would mm-hmm. come through town. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was like an eye-opening thing when I heard, you know, like Boz Skaggs' "The Lowdown," and I heard mm-hmm. Jeff Picaro, you know, playing mm-hmm. two hi-hat rhythms. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Who is this guy? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had my older brother, uh, who is his name Marcus M A R Q U I S, to to uh, thank for that experience because he was a major record collector and he turned me on to all that music and allowed me to be in his room as the older brother and listen to his stuff remember the uh-huh. old giant cost headphones yes you know, yes yeah pioneers that were even bigger yeah if they were little they didn't they didn't they weren't happy they gotta yeah, be big they, they gotta be huge Cause, cause right. that's right even though sennheiser had the super cool ones with the soft yellow yes you know, yes pads, yes not the thing uh-uh, uh-uh. they became a, a, a <laughs> right. giant mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. before that it was all about the the costs or, 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 mm-hmm, or the pioneer mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's that and then of course needless to say my mother was a huge david sanborn fan and of course, wow. at that time, I'm listening to, you know, as we speak, and I'm listening to all the earlier, you know, uh, uh, Sanborn stuff. And this is mm-hmm. way before I got introduced to Marcus. And of course, needs to say, mm-hmm. a lot of people know that I work with Marcus Miller, who, of course, is a legend. And of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. you sing mm-hmm. for Marcus. It's like no relation, right? Well, it's funny you should say that. We're actually second okay. cousins, so we are you know, uh, okay. related. Okay. Okay. The point so is, wait a minute. You said your older brother was uh, Marcus M A R Q Q U I S. That's right. Okay. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yes. And they, they right. know each other as well. As a matter of fact, my awesome. older brother, who used to be a VP at Chicago State University, actually brought Marcus in to do a master class mm-hmm. uh, many years ago. So, and I worked mm-hmm. for Marcus for probably I mean, almost was, like ten years. I was going to say ten uh, years, right? But at least eight years before I even sang, you know, because he's like that. And one of the okay. things that I try to tell people is that. It's, you know, uh, Marcus exemplified to me, uh, as in Marcus Miller, the, the legend, the musician, mm-hmm. who is way more than a bass player, by the way, who a lot of people mm-hmm. don't even know is, a, is classically trained as a clarinet player. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. You just reminded me. You just mm-hmm. reminded me because one of my, one of my all-time favorite albums is uh, um, uh, uh, Bobby McFerrin. Okay, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And did he play on that one? Did he play? Well, I guess it depends which one. I mean, I, I know that oh, the friends. I can't, I mean, I can't, th- I can't think of. I can't it's think of the name of the album. Easier to mention records that he's not on than it is to mention records that he's on because he's on so many records and and his, oh, his depth and breadth is so large. And and I think here's why: it's because, you know, obviously, you know, he was mentored by Miles, but he was also mentored mm-hmm. by people like Tommy LaPuma, and he was mentored mm-hmm. by, you know. Um, um, uh, Herbie Hancock, you know, one mm-hmm. of the funniest mm-hmm. stories, you know, because 
you know, Marcus always had, you know, the best mile stories, some of which I'm not allowed to tell. But mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the funniest stories I will tell about, about Herbie was that, you know, when I started working with Marcus, it was basically like, hey, well, you know, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? And I was actually in Germany when I worked for TC Electronic. I was actually oh, wow. with TC Works, which is a German end of that company. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm mm-hmm. over there training. And this was when Marcus was, was headlong into what would actually end up being uh, M squared. And mm-hmm. Dave Isaac, who was legendary and is a monster engineer, was busy. And Khalid Glover, legendary monster engineer, busy. Dave Hampton, engineer, monster, you know, legend. Engine. I mean, all these guys are Grammy winners. Uh, mm-hmm. were, they were busy. So basically, as you go down the list and you're looking for technical people who can help you with something, I guess I was at the bottom. Oh, wow. <laughs> he called wow. me going, uh-huh. hey, man, when are you... You coming home? I'm like, when do you need me? And that's how our uh, association started because that was back when MIDI was really, really huge, and you had to have a bunch of modules, and you were talking to your computer. And he was using, I think, uh, Paris at the time, which Mm -hmm. was still all the rage. Which was a a a software package that that people don't use anymore, but it it sounded a lot like tape. Mm -hmm. He was still using his MPC 60. So there was that. And it was like a whole different time. But I kind of came in as one of his MIDI technicians to help kind of make stuff happen. And then Mm -hmm. just kind of was like around. And he basically was Mm -hmm. like, look, man, come back down, hang out, keep coming, da 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 da. Because that's what mentorship is. Right, exactly. Well, how bad do you want it? Uh-huh. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm working with Take Six next month. Are you going to mm-hmm. be around? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. You know, oh, I'm right. working with, you know, uh, Layla. That, yes. Yeah. Know, I, right. I'm going to be there. You drop everything you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Absorb, exactly. You soak it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, he would bust your chops, you know, because that's just the way he is, because he's uh-huh. super, super smart and nothing mm-hmm. gets by him. So it, 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 the funniest stuff comes out of him at three or four o'clock in the morning because he's late. <laughs> but I remember one day we were speaking of Herbie, we were moving some keyboards you know and he had all i mean i'm talking rose of course right a, a, right like a like a a, a chroma i, mean, I was chroma gonna say none of them day. light none of them like no 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 there right. was a, a yamaha cs80 <laughs> right exactly fact, i think we may have been moving the cs80 and we're moving it from one part of the studio because you know marcus has had several studios i think i worked mm-hmm. in about three of them right and we're moving it from one room to the other and of course it's heavy of course and and i'm like dude how long have you had these? Oh man, this is this is not mine. This this is this is uh, you know Herbie's, and I'm like, yeah, but it looks new, like it's never been played. And he's like, yeah, you, you your stuff looks like that when you're Herbie Hancock. Wow. <laughs> and and that's that's and that always stuck with me because it's like he's Herbie Hancock, right? You know, and it's like. And of course, Herbie is the super, most super cool cat you've ever met in your life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember the one time that Marcus played uh, House of Blues, which uh-huh. of course was hilarious because, you know, he didn't sell it out, which is insane because he's like a legend and of course is mm-hmm. an amazing musician. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show how sadly people devalue American jazz mm-hmm. by the people mm-hmm. who invented it. In uh, right, right. But, exactly. You know, Herbie showed up and he showed up in like one of those crazy sports cars that he has. You know? <laughs> one, of, like, one of those crazy right, sports right. And I'm cars like, I'm standing that he's got. Herbie Hancock. Does it get uh-huh. any better than this? Uh-huh. I'm like, uh-huh. you, know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and to know people like Herbie and to know I was blessed to know George Duke, you know, really well. As a matter of fact, mm. another met, one of my keyboard playing heroes. Yeah. I met, mm-hmm. you know, the amazing uh, Eric Zilber, who's a friend of mine, amazing engineer, mm-hmm. through, through uh, George, who basically mm-hmm. had invited me to his house before I moved to Los Angeles. Nice. Basically, with nice. me sending him demo going, hey, um, 
you know, you sing really good and, 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 and your, your songs are pretty good, but he's like, you know, I can't help you if you stay in Boston. I was living in Boston at a particular time. Oh, wow. And he's like, you know, there's like 10 great singers around the corner. So you, you have to come here. And he said the same thing that, you know, our, whoops, our mutual friend Lee Young Jr. had said mm -hmm. to me because this is mm -hmm. before Lee became officially my, my attorney. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me move. So wow. literally when you get to hang out with people like that, you know. Better offering and, advice like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh -huh. it's like, you know, I got to watch Marcus mentor Layla Hathaway. This is before all the Grammys and stuff, and she's still super cool. Mm -hmm. um, Another fan. That's a blessing. When you see someone like Layla and you like you walk up and you get the hug and it's like, it's Layla Hathaway, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you just, mm -hmm. to see that brilliance and to see it mm -hmm. up close and to see it happening as people mm -hmm. are singing, I am not lost on the fact that the first time Marcus handed me some music to hear, go sing this, you're standing in a spot in front of a microphone mm -hmm. and you're looking through the glass and there's like Dave Isaac, who is, you know, like four Grammys and right. there's Marcus Miller, you know, bunch of Grammys and they're like, yeah, Kate, okay, sing this. Sing, right. Yeah. It's like, and, and you got to deliver. You, I'm standing where, you know, Chaka mm -hmm. stood. I'm standing where, you know, Al Jarreau, I'm standing where David Sanborn, I'm standing where, you know, Boz Skaggs, I'm standing where, you know, Eric mm -hmm. Clapton, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. and how, how do you get, how do you get over, I mean, you're, you're in that moment and all that, needless to say, I mean, it, it can be intimidating, you know. Oh, no, so, it, it's definitely yeah. intimidating. And right. I think the thing is, is that, well, one, you know, when you, when you were around talented people, and I've, I've been bl so blessed to be around talented people, because one of the things that people don't understand, and I've told my kids, both my kids is, I have a 28-year-old mm -hmm. and a 23-year-old who are both in, mm -hmm. in the business. And mm -hmm. I reminded them that, look, I helped put food on the table, kept the roof over your head by always having a gig doing something. Mm -hmm. I'm selling, I'm teching, I'm, you know, whatever it needs to do to get, in, I'm singing in an orchestra here, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a gig in a club there, you know, whatever, because you just got to wrap it together. But mm -hmm. then, when I would do the, the music retail or the tech thing, I got to work with, you know, um, you know, but I mean, I'm trying to think of a, like a short list. I mean, it always sounds like people say in LA, you're name dropping, but I'm like, I don't care. If you, I, hey, if you work with Hans them, right. knows who I am. So it's right, like, you right. know, and you're in Hans's studio and Hans is like, God, see, I want you to drive this because I know that you're going to do yeah, Right. And before we go any farther, we got to come back to that because I'm also a huge fan of his as well. But anyway, go yes. on. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you got to give us a Hans Zimmer what's story. What's not to love when it's <laughs> Hans Zimmer, right? Right, right, right. Right. And, and, and we will come back to that and remind Please, me because there's a funny you. story that goes along with that. So, uh -huh. you know, and at the time I was married, I had, you know, two young kids. I mean, and, and by the way, in between all of that, I'm also performing at Disneyland. And this is before I had actually worked with, with even Marcus. So, you know, I had wow. done the live performance, you know, playing in Lion King celebration back in the day. And that mm -hmm. always surprises a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once again, in nothing against the Walt Disney Company, even though we have our differences, but let me tell you, talk about a level of excellence and quality. Mm -hmm. You learn mm -hmm. how important the show is. You learn mm -hmm. how important rehearsal is. You learn how important presentation is. Wait, let's, go, let's go back to that. You learn how important rehearsal is? Oh, that yes. part. Oh, rehearsal is huge. <laughs> that part right there. <laughs> yes, and a lot of people forget. You know, and you got to They forget or ignore. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. a lot of people, sadly, and talented people, as you know, mm -hmm. are like this. How mm -hmm. many of them do we know? There, mm -hmm. there are people that are more talented than you and me put together, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they have horrible um, follow through and mm -hmm. horrible, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, stewardship. Uh, Whereas mm -hmm. that they, you know, like, you know, I can just play this and I, I, I'll, I'll run through. I got it. it. No, I got it. You right. Now you do don't. A lot of times. Right. Right. And you have to right. be able to pr produce it on demand mm -hmm. and consistently all the time. 
One of, to, to that point, one of my all-time favorite quotes, um, uh, don't practice until you write, practice until you can't get it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, there's, yeah. There's that. I mean, yeah, so, love it. so, so, so that, that is huge. And then also, too, I think the concept of all the years of being able to be in studios and watch famous people work. Yes. Begin to see the difference between people who are comfortable in their gift uh-huh. and people who are not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I always swayed towards the people who were very comfortable in their gift because those are the people who are going to open the door for you mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. not intimidated. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. worked with a lot of people who, once they found out that I could sing, just stopped talking to me. <laughs> okay. Wow. So there's wow. that. And, but, uh, I've been there. <laughs> perfect, perfect example is I would not have gotten on a Marcus Miller record, I don't think, even though I'm, you know, he certainly, he put me on Everybody Hates Chris and put uh-huh. me in different, you know, movie, you know, uh, um, uh, things. But it was because of Keb Mo, because I was teching for Keb Mo, who was, of course, mm-hmm. a legend in and of himself, multiple Grammy mm-hmm. winner, incredible songwriter, mm-hmm. the whole bit. And, you know, I was learning about his, he's like a vegan. So he was, you know, teaching me like, no, dude, we got to go get some vegan food. I'll get you this killer vegan bacon. I'm like, I had never heard of vegan bacon. I'm like, are you kidding? You know, and he plays piano as well as guitar. And I remember ah. he, he sat down at his piano and started playing. He's like, sing. And he just told me to sing. And so I started singing. He said, dude, you have a wonderful voice. Why are you not mm-hmm. singing? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think he was the one who went to Mark and said, look, okay, I know you want me to do this song and your record. Let's have Gussie do all the backgrounds. So that's how that happened. So that's mm-hmm. how Milky Way came about. Oh, nice. Just because, nice. And the funny thing about it is true story. And I can tell it now because I just don't care. <laughs> you know, I love Dave Isaac. I love you, Dave. Just see, I love you. Because Dave uh-huh. went just bananas. Uh-huh. And the way Marcus and Dave would work is Marcus, um, um, of course, is an amazing producer. But Dave is in his own right is also an amazing producer. And they co-produced a lot of stuff a lot of people don't know about. Okay. So I would like just sing and sing and sing. And, and Dave would create all these parts and then just basically present it to Marcus. So we literally get to the mix at Westlake and mm-hmm. mixing the song. Mm-hmm. And Marcus is like, yeah, it sounds too much like a duet. You know, you got to take some of that stuff off. What? <laughs> so that's kind of how you that did. happened. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you know, okay. And of course, the okay. funny thing about it is, is which is like a running joke between the two of us is like, you know, uh, he forgets I have a camera. <laughs> So I got a lot of stuff on tape. So, you know, just, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. just, I'm, I'm one day I'm going to come up, I'm going to come up, come upon that, that uh, high eight to a digital there you tape, go. and then it's all over with, you know, because the one thing remember, from my remember previous that time life, when... which I can't talk about, mm-hmm. uh, we were taught to archive everything. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. So there's that. And I have seen you walk around with a camera too. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I'm all about the camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. there's that. But you know, the thing about it is, is that's what I tell people when, when, when I meet them and, and I can help them. And I think people are shocked that I will go as far as I will go because what I think a lot of people forget is if you are a young kid and you have a dream to be able to sing in some of the places I've sung in, be able to sing on records and television shows and movies and, you know, have music that's played all around the world. And I get emails every day from some other place. So somebody follow me, whatever, you know, and it's not so much about how big your social media numbers are. Cause I don't really put a lot of stock in that because a lot mm-hmm. of people buy them. You know, if you've got mm-hmm. 1.7 mm-hmm. billion, you know, people following you on Instagram, you, mm-hmm. a lot of people bought those people. So I'm not mm-hmm. worried. <laughs> right, I worry about right. the people who actually follow me in the, in the three to 5,000 range that actually talk to me. And mm-hmm. our fans of mine, like all the people who are working my new record now, mm-hmm. the stuff that's out on SNS, are all people that I've known for years and I met through social media who mm-hmm. are playing me in Brazil and playing me in Germany and playing me in France and playing me in the mm-hmm. Netherlands. Those are people, oh, and I can't even forget my friend Nick Skur, who oh. was in the, the Isle of Wight in the UK promoting the crap out of my stuff. So wow. I'll awesome. take that 
more cool. than a million people who don't really interact with me. There you go. You know I'm saying there so there's that. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. I, and I have always thought that the best way of using your gifts are if you're talented at something, help somebody else who's talented at something fulfill their dream. Because mm -hmm. to me, it's like um, people talk about money and, you know, of course, money is called currency. Mm. To me, it's one of those universal laws. If you give it away, it comes back to you. If you hoard uh -huh. it, it ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. to you. It's like electricity. Mm -hmm. It's a circuit. Mm -hmm. So, Like when you have a gift, you give your gift away. There you go. And then it will come back to you. Because and boy, will it come back. Right, you're doing it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. This person mm -hmm. can sing their butt off. Let me help them. This mm -hmm. person can write their butt off. Let me help them. This person is mm -hmm. an incredibly talented technician. Let me plug them into some people. And sadly, some of that will come back to you and they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, this is tough business or this didn't work out or that person's hard to deal with. And I'm like, yeah, well, talented people typically are. And it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if they're musically talented, technically talented. You know, most of the geniuses I know are hard to handle. So that's uh -huh. bad. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. and this business is chock full of them. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing, too, is it, it will humble you because, you know, I'm a member of, of an organization called Hollywood Sapphire Group, okay. which a lot of people have not known and no. don't know about, but basically Hollywood Sapphire Group is full of uh, Grammy, Emmy, Oscar, you know, uh, winners, and it's, I mean, I guess I could name a few names. I mean, uh, the great Aspen Pittman who created GrooveTube is a member of Hollywood Sapphire. Uh, okay. Eve Anna Manley, who's uh, one of the inventors of the Man Manley Labs is a member of Hollywood Sapphire. Mm -hmm. Michael Boddicker, uh, mm -hmm. the keyboard player, like legendary keyboard yes. player. It's like yes, chair yes, right yes, now. yes, yes. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Alan mm -hmm. Howarth, you know, mm -hmm. the composer is a member of Sapphire. So mm -hmm. if you're in a room with people like that, you right. walk in like, well, you know, I've done a few things, but nothing like this. Cause you know, right. you sit next to an Oscar winner or like a, uh, a multiple Grammy winner, or, you know, like I mean, I, um, I'm trying to think of somebody else that, that, that you would ring a bell. Um, you know, this, I mean, Michael Boddicker. So, I mean, he's a, a keyboard oh, yeah, giant. Well, like I said, I was well, of like, course, a of huge course, fan. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but I mean, but there's so many people that you, you get to sit and talk with the uh, same thing with, um, um, you know, I, I'm blessed to be a member of a thing called the audio lunch bunch. And one mm -hmm. of the people that shows up at the audio lunch bunch all the time is Al Schmidt. So, you know, when you're talking to Al Schmidt and you become friends with Al Schmidt, you're like, mm -hmm. what have I done? You know, mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. sit like this. I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Teach me. Al. That's, that's all you can do. Be a good right? student. That's all yeah, you can because do. Because you know? he's done mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, mm -hmm. all the way back to like Sam cook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Nat King Cole mm -hmm. and, you know, Frank Sinatra mm -hmm. to like Toto Records right. and Unfor he recorded the new version of Unforgettable. Right. How many right. Grammys was that? Right, right. Yeah. I got to ask you, I mean, because you're, you're talking about like a lot of people that you work with over the years. First of all, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to get into your age, but dude, that you had time to, to like actually sit and learn like all this stuff. I mean, that, that's a lot. I mean, that's like a better education than most universities. You know? <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because first of all, thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm blessed. And, and mm -hmm. I will say that it's funny how, you know, we all deal with stuff. This is one of the other things that I learned from Marcus that, as in Marcus Miller, that he taught mm -hmm. me and, and exemplified all the time. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter how talented you are if you're not open to learning new things. Thank you. If you're not open to dealing with your own personal things, mm -hmm. working through them and making yourself the best that you can be. And one of the things I learned from him is that, you know, you got to take care of your body. You know, you have to eat right. Good point. You know, Good you point. can't, you know, uh, which a lot of people do. He does not drink, you know, so there's mm -hmm. that. 
know, I mean, mm -hmm. Marcus being on like a bender, he might have a pop tart, you know what I'm saying? Wow. That, that amount <laughs> of sugar will definitely affect him, you know, uh -huh. like uh -huh. I learned to love Japanese tea because one of his assistants for many, many years, you know, like right arms is a guy named Takamasa Honda Hitaka if you're in Japan uh -huh. and he had the coolest Japanese tea. And of course you smell it. It smelled like booty, you know, and you're like, <laughs> I'm not drinking that. And, no, 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 you have to try it. So uh -huh. and I would drink it. Oh, now I get it. So uh -huh. it's just the cleansing of your body, the being healthy. Um, you know, I'm a short sleeper. I have a mm. very strong suspicion that Marcus is also a short sleeper. So therefore, mm. to your point, how do I get a lot done? I sleep mm -hmm. five hours a night. If uh, I sleep more than five hours a night, then I'm, I'm what is called rest broken. And I've always been like that. You rest know, broken? Yes. Literally. Okay. Like okay. sluggish the whole day. Okay. okay. So if I okay. fall asleep at midnight, I wake up at five. That's it. It's not like wow. a lot of people say, well, he's an old guy. So he's got to go to the bathroom. No, that's right. not it. My bladder right. works just fine. Thank you very uh -huh. much. <laughs> it's, it, it's just the way my brain works. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is that. Uh, and has, this, has this always been or did this come to be? I Pretty mean, much. Always always, been it always has been. My mother okay. used to call it having the 24 track mind. And she would tell wow. me you have to slow your mm -hmm. tape down and you have to mm -hmm. choose which track you're going to be on now because you can fire on all of those great advice but great right now advice. we need you to focus on this one one track right so learning how, and, and seriously and that that was actually mm -hmm. one of the things that that led me to drumming was that a lot of people are always surprised at the stuff i've accomplished and all the stuff that i know mm -hmm. but they don't realize that you know i'm an advocate for brain health i'm an advocate for learning disabilities because i was actually diagnosed with a learning disability as a child so mm. my mother was a person who shepherded me through that. And we used to actually get on the floor and do clapping mm -hmm. and tapping exercises and so on and so forth, which are helpful. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, for your brain. Right. And that's one of the reasons why my brain fires so fast is that I found the secret to making my brain work the way it's supposed to. And a lot of people don't understand is when you are really smart, it can handicap you if you don't know how to handle it. Uh, One of the other things I learned is that even though people say, well, you know, he's got a lot to say, I don't ever say what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> most people can't take it, you know? So what you learn uh, to do, is you learn to self-edit. Uh -huh. I also learned to take a lot of input and then I weighed the, de the decision to, okay, if I say this, it might be true, but that's a bridge that I may have to burn. And then you have to decide, is this important to me? Do I care? Which is one of the reasons why, like I, like I recently did a, uh, an article uh, interview where someone had asked me a bunch of questions. So I pretty much just told them, this is how it is. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really blessed to have worked with these people. I'm really blessed to have worked with these people, but I will not let anybody take advantage of me. I will let anybody not pay me. I will not let anybody, you know, uh, treat me with disrespect. That's not going to mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, I, I was born mm, mm -hmm. back in the day, <laughs> you know. And uh -huh. I'm, I'm a child of the civil rights struggle. So therefore, uh, especially in today's society, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as you know, that's right. Mm -hmm. No, this is how it is. Yes, mm -hmm. we need more representation. Yes, we need more black people. Yes. And by the way, I am typically the first African-American to have done most of the things I've ever done. Wow. Wow. That includes okay. being like okay. the head uh, technical person on a major television show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they might think they're doing me a favor. No, you're not doing me a favor. This is a contract. You need to pay right. me. And this is what the contract says. So pay right. Me. Right. And you work, you work for that. Yeah. Oh, damn, skip so, it. That's right. right. So, right. so that's the other thing too, is, and teaching people, sometimes you have to teach them as uh, some of my legal friends will tell you, you have to uh -huh. teach them by, by, by telling them, no, this is, you can't do this. This is not how you treat people. And I'm going to stand because my shoulders are broad enough so that you gotcha. never get to treat gotcha. anybody else like this again. Uh -huh. There are uh -huh. some people who shall uh, remain nameless, Gino Benelli, who <laughs> did not pay me. I was going to come to that too. 
and I have his check on the wall because like, nah, brother, uh-huh. you're, you're uh-huh. a giant. I love your voice. I'm, I'm honored to sing with you, but you got to pay me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's how that and, went. And that 30 years really, later, I'm still kicking his butt on it because, you know, he's a great, he's a great, great. I'm a, a, another fan. I'm a, I'm a huge but fan. But it's like, hey, man, fan. I'm sorry. But that was a disappointing story. I'm like, right. oh, oh right. really? You know, so wow. it's like, and, you know, and, and, and then, you know, widely and known. It, uh-huh. widely known among people to, to, to be that way. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going wow. out like that. You know, mm-hmm. my band mm-hmm. will tell you, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, I've been successful enough to have a large band, a bunch of famous musicians. I'm talking world-class musicians in my band. Mm-hmm. There are times when, and I'll, I'll name names, you know, Herman Matthews, Jay Gore, um, Edwin Livingston, you know, Noriko Uling. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm talking great musicians have had to say, Gussie, did, did I get paid? You mm-hmm. know, like, oops, mm-hmm. I forgot. Because, you know, I suck at managing mm-hmm. money. So I've actually mm-hmm. even had to hire people in the past to be like, hey, can you take care of this for me? Because my brain is on a whole other thing and I'll forget. Uh-huh. Right. But I always, always, always mm-hmm. pay my debts. That's it. Mm-hmm. Got to mm-hmm. pay the band, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I'm never going to treat anybody like I have been treated. Thank you. Know? you. Or even Thank have you. to like argue with people. I've, you know, I've worked for major orchestras, you know, some of them who shall remain nameless and you mm-hmm. have to like argue with them. Like, really, is this what I'm worth to you? Mm-hmm. I can go do something else. Mm-hmm. Just one of the reasons why my solo career became so important to me is that I got tired of singing other people's music and making them money. Now it's time mm-hmm. for me to sing my music and make mm-hmm. some money. And then also mm-hmm. help other people bring their dreams to fruition. Mm-hmm. Because even though our mailbox money, as you know, as they say, you know, our ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, right. and I'm a CSAC writer. Mm-hmm. You know, our PROs aren't necessarily able to garner as much income from streaming because, you know, Spoodify, you know, right. Google, right. Mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Title. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jay Z. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, Title pays the best, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, it all right now is all about Spotify. And even uh-huh. though you get that kick of, oh, I've got so many, you know, 24,000 listeners on Spotify. Well, that's nice. But, you know, right, nice. right. And that's, that's pretty much what it is. Oh, that's nice. That's it. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. You know, I mean, I'm not even sure how that works. You know, when you, when you own, you know, copyright, like perfect perfect example, like, you know, song, like any of those things from switch, Mm -hmm. you know, that's been out there for years. It's a classic. It's played on and on and on and on and on. I can't even imagine what that check should look like. You just nailed it. What it should look like. Right. You just nailed it. Terrestrial radio is pretty Mm -hmm. much dead. Mm-hmm. And even though the Music Modernization Act, of which I am very proud to be a Grammy advocate and been part of helping to push that through, because I will get in the car and I will drive to Sacramento. I will get in the car mm-hmm. and, or I'll get, I'll get on a plane and go to, to Washington, whatever, because mm-hmm. I'm of the belief that, look, everybody loves music. Everybody mm-hmm. remembers what song was playing. The you're first right. Kiss somebody. doesn't matter. Right. Gay, straight, black, white, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Music is the soundtrack to everyone's life. Thank you. And I refuse to allow people to devalue it. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we say in audio. You know, sometimes you joke because, you know, um, I was a member of Local 695 for many, many years. Mm-hmm. So we'd be standing there talking to the guys from Local 600 who are the camera people who basically rule Hollywood. The people don't mm-hmm. understand it. People think mm-hmm. the directors uh, rule it, but no, the no, camera no, 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 right. <laughs> So there we are and we're uh-huh. at lunch and we'd be joking like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you audio guys, blah, blah, blah. And we remind them, hey, what did, what did they call it? They think they call this a soundstage. <laughs> right, right. Let's try doing this show without the dialogue. And like I said, we, we, did, we, we talked about that earlier. You know, kudos to the sound people, to, to all those people who take it's, care it's, of that. Exactly. You know, because you pretty much rule the world. Exactly. Because, <laughs> you, know? you know, a 4K picture is a beautiful thing. I mm-hmm. love it, you know, but let's try that without the audio. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> you know mm-hmm. even even the, was it the artist that won the, the academy award and it was a silent film right it uh, had music uh, right right 
you know, mm-hmm. so there you go. And speaking of that, you mentioned you want to get back to, to Hans. Hans Zimmer is one of my favorite composers, you know, like ever. Uh, mm-hmm. But everybody knows if you study classical music, and I have, uh, that we all borrow from the great masters. So when you yes. look at what Hans does, yes. it's not dissimilar to what, you know, um, uh, I just forgot his name, uh, who did Star Wars. Um, shoot. What, George Lucas? No, or no, John no, Williams? Uh, yeah, John, John Williams, Williams, that's right. Uh-huh. It's not mm-hmm. dissimilar to what John Williams did, mm-hmm. and it's not dissimilar to what Ennio Morricone did, and it's mm-hmm. not dissimilar to, you know, and of course they all drew from, you know, Beethoven and Bach and Rachmaninoff mm-hmm. and so on and so because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, we were talking about mm-hmm. European music. Now, mm-hmm. when you start talking about James Newton Howard... Shout out to all of those computers, by the, those, those composers, by the way. Yes, I mean, I'm a huge <laughs> James Newton Howard fan because he was one of the first guys to bring oh. in the African and the Latin percussion mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. prominent yes. in the mix. Yes, is same here. I love these names you're missing because you're totally taking me back. Like, oh, oh yeah, man. God. I mean, because a lot of people are mm-hmm. surprised because they think, I think, I think people think that if you are a pop musician or you do dance music, like, because I'm, I now have a dance music career because I'm, uh, you know, on a <laughs> on a dance label, you know, S right. right. Shout out to SNS uh, <laughs> Records. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, Steve is, is a brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, same thing with DJ Skip uh, and mm. Zonum and Eddie Amador, who I love. Mm. Right. Add love right. to you, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Because if anybody had told me that, that there was a huge worldwide international door that could be opened by doing a, a remix right. like, of like a pop song, I would have done it years ago. Ah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just funny how that works. But to me, it's all just encompassing music as a thing you know for for what it's worth Mm -hmm. Um, and that that's the thing that i think that that i I always try to bring to anybody that i'm working with or anybody that i'm mentoring you know both my kids feel it as well you know i have i have you know well you know i have millennials so basically they're very Mm -hmm. much into Mm -hmm. hip-hop my son Mm -hmm. likes to torture me with stuff that i would never listen to you know with (laughs) words that i'm like did he just Uh did he just rhyme Mm -hmm. Right, in the car right. the other day, I'm like, did he just, and I, it was some, and I thought, well, that's benile. But, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. all he did was he just nodded his head. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh-huh, and his uh-huh, point was, uh-huh. he's like, dad, you know, this, this guy could like buy and sell you. And I'm like, oh, uh, I, I get it. Right, and right. Because they and make then, so much money at that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a shame too, because when, when he's just made that point, he can buy and sell you. And it's like, man, he's right too. <laughs> right? It's, 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 it's rough. It's hard to take. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I have decided, and I, and I still use this, as as like a barometer and you'll mm-hmm. get this because you're a master musician i uh, thank you i <laughs> uh, thank you look what do you want to be known for and whose music will they be playing in a high school band arrangement when you're dead mm-hmm. trust me mm-hmm. the thing i love about anything that beyonce puts out oh they're definitely there's going to be a high school band arrangement okay mm-hmm. so because mm-hmm. so, there's mm-hmm. melody there mm-hmm. that's the thing i go back to that it's the uh-huh. melody Mm-hmm. Thank you, you know, thank you. Really I'm from that school. It's so funny because we just had this conversation the other day as far as like the songs that are still being played from when we were kids. I mean, you mentioned mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, the, these songs, songs are still being played. And I wonder how many of these songs that are coming out now are, are going to be played 50, 100 years from now. Exactly. Now. I mean, so, I, I, I'm, I'm the but, biggest but fan. But I'll go as far as to say, I bet those songs that we were, you know, grew up with will still be played then yes uh, i believe so i mean perfect so. example is, is if, you, if you if you go back to to you know some of the most famous rap songs at least in terms of you know the early mm-hmm. days of rap you mm-hmm. know 
if, if they're taking a, a, a sample of a James Brown song or they're taking a mm -hmm. sample of, you know, a Bill Withers song, they're taking a sample of, you know, whatever. I mean, there's so many songs that, um, you know, Janet Jackson, whom I have, you know, ultimate respect for, mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. didn't even realize that Terry and Jimmy had taken samples of, you know, Papa Don't Take No Mess, uh -huh. put it in, right. that's the way love goes. Right, right, right. right. And of course, of course, right, right. And of course, Sly, Sly and Rhythm Nation, of course. Oh, of course, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so so yeah. to me, it's like, yes, that's brilliant because mm -hmm. you're taking sample technology and you're adding a killer, gigantic melody. Totally. Cool lyrics on top. So it's, it's, uh, is melodious a word, you know? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, you know, yeah. I just made that mm -hmm. up. Hey, it um, works. <laughs> that's right. So I feel like if I could just make a little dent, just a little dent, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like I, I have a, I won't call his name, but I have a, a, a hometown friend who has a Wikipedia mention. Mm -hmm. And that seems to have gone to his head. Oh, now, wow. I have not launched my Wikipedia yet, but I can imagine, as you know, through this conversation, <laughs> how many pages mine is going to be just from just, you know, the music thing alone, let alone the TV thing. And I haven't even begun to talk about, we mentioned James Taylor. Uh -huh. You know, I'm doing a band project with Leland Sklar, which is like, ah, mm -hmm. a, you know, he's like a living legend. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. if that's not bad enough, he's the, the nicest guy in the mm -hmm. world. The, the and best. it all came about because it wasn't that like he was doing it and asked mm -hmm. me to do it. It mm -hmm. was like Jay Gore, who is a monster, amazing guitar player, is all over right. our record forever plan. Right. And Chad Wright, who is, oh my God, this incredible mm -hmm. grooving drummer who mm -hmm. was working with like Bruce Hornsby and he was a drummer for the Jacksons for years and stuff. Nice. Uh -huh. Just, and, and once again, the super nicest guy uh -huh. who is married to my arranger slash sometimes keyboard player, Noriko Uling, who is, you know, Shaka Khan. I mean, matter of fact, she's mm -hmm. working with Shaka now. Mm -hmm. so how bad is mm -hmm. she? You know, Mickey Howard, mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, hey, you know, we're going to redo Easy Lover. Okay. All right. Who's wow. going to sing the other part? Because I'm uh -huh. thinking they want me to sing the Philip Bailey part. Right. I'm blessed to know Philip through his wife, uh, Valerie, you know, Bailey, who uh -huh. love you, Val. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk about a woman of God who will just set your heart on fire and uh -huh. can sang her ass off because uh -huh. uh -huh. you know, she's all over her plan as well. Right. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, who's going to sing the other part? And they're like, well, why don't you sing both? Okay. So, all right. And I said, well, who's going to play bass? They said, well, we don't have a bass player. And I actually called Nathan East first. Actually, uh -huh. I sent him an email, but I didn't hear back because, you know, Nathan's Nathan East. Yeah, Nathan is Nathan. Right? He's and all he's over the place. one of the co-writers of the song, right? All right. So I called Lee Sklar. And I'm uh -huh. like, hey, man, because we had met through a recording academy. That's a Grammys for you folks who don't know. Mm -hmm. at, 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 you know, a Grammy event. And he's like, yeah, I guess yeah, I'd love to do that. I, you know, I, you know I, I like how you sing it. Oh, well, thank you, man. I'm mm -hmm. kidding. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's mm -hmm. like a list. It, it, it's, it's, like, it's like credits. Oh, it, it, right. Like a movie of all the stuff he's played on. Right. And a lot of people think it, it begins and ends with James Taylor, you know, because he's playing on oh. your smiling face and he's playing, mm -hmm. on, you know, uh, mm -hmm. so many great, you know, so James many. Taylor songs. Right. Right. But aside from the stuff that he did with, you know, um, uh, Russ Kunkel and, and Waddy and those guys, like in this section, uh, mm -hmm. he's in a, a new band called The Immediate Family, which is basically all those guys, you know, mm -hmm. plus mm -hmm. I think um, Steve Postel is, is playing mm -hmm. yes. with that band. And just uh, amazing. But, you know, the Phil Collins stuff, the Toto stuff, I fell out literally out of my chair when I was watching his YouTube channel, who has like something stupid, like 139,000 subscribers. And by of the course. way, he won this big podcasting award um, nice. because he played on mahogany. Right. Wow. 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 Right. right. 
And right. if that's not bad enough, is so cool because he's been around for so long. He tells me these stories like him touring with these original, like, you know, uh, rhythm and blues artists, you know, the black artists. Mm -hmm. his friends like his white friends would come into town to see the band and they'd like go mm -hmm. to the hotel like the white folks they'd be like no, <laughs> over here in the black part of town with the band right you right know? and i'm like right. oh my god how cool is he uh -huh. you know uh -huh. so that's uh -huh. the thing that that just that makes me just light up with 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 like electric energy because that kind of success and and the name recognition that lee has he graciously extends that to you like yeah, of course i'm gonna play on it yeah we'll put it on my channel everything's cool mm -hmm. so now i got even more international fans from people going oh my god who's that guy singing with lee mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. so i mm -hmm. got on there and answered these people and they're just the nicest people because he has like his own kind of like universe because he's mm -hmm. been around the world umpteen times mm -hmm. playing mm -hmm. with james and with phil collins and with Tito right and with you know so I, i'm like honored wow i'm sure i'm sure i got i gotta ask you i'm um, going back i mean and of course like you said i mean it's not name dropping i mean all the people that you've worked with and all that stuff and legitimately worked with when you look at like the time that we're living in right now as far as cds and all that stuff that are coming out i'm sure you remember back when we were well, back in the day and, I, and that's I, I spoke at this point to some of the other guests that we've had on um careers were made on album credits i mean there was mm -hmm. the person that was on the front because a lot of the people that you mentioned it's like man there's so many and i wish people knew who these people were exactly. these people were very very important to, to our, our coming up what do you think of um not not this i mean streaming is a good thing and i mean downloads are a good thing but we don't get to see like the recording credits like we used to like we used to do back in the day and i'm sure you remember where you know you get an album and all that and you pretty much put the record on and then you sit and you pretty much read the book of album oh, of credits. Of course. I, I, I was the king of that. that, that right. That's funny. How, so that's how I met Tristan Bowden was that ah. I knew he was the drummer mm -hmm. and I don't, I'm not even sure exactly how it happened, but I was backstage at the Ohio State Fair mm -hmm. and he was mm -hmm. just there and I was like, oh, you're Tristan Bowden. And he was like mm -hmm. shocked that I knew who he was. Wow. Mm -hmm. And he just got mm -hmm. to talking. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, followed his career through a few different bands. Right. Um, right and, and and way before Chicago too, and I'm talking uh, right because right. he played with Al Jarreau. Right. A lot of people forget. Yes, that. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. came to my hometown and was playing with Al Jarreau. Wow. That's a funny story. You're talking mm -hmm. about that one time. Mm -hmm. But anyway, mm -hmm. to your point, yes, there's two things that have happened to me that have been very pivotal because once again, especially because of the Gino thing, because see, Gino never officially gave me credit for singing on Inconsolable Man. I actually sang on three see, of the and tracks. And there was so much of that going on back in the day. Yeah, too. but you I'm, know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly, the same oh, thing. of course, mm -hmm. dude, same mm -hmm. thing with Cher. I mean, mm -hmm. whole deal with that. Mm -hmm. But here's mm -hmm. the thing. There are a couple of digital services that have started to work around that. And one of them is, is able to just like, nope, you know, we, we have proof here that he sang on it. So we're going to put him on the credits. One of those is called uh, Muso AI. And it's an Muso iPhone app. M-U-S-O-A-I. M-U-S-O-A-I. Okay. And it's the coolest thing in the world because it mm -hmm. is a digital online kind of a, um, um, a profile thing. And mm -hmm. they, they follow Spotify, they follow Tidal, they follow Apple Music, all that blah, blah. And basically, if you're on something and there's like any proof that you're on mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. they post it up there. So wow. that's one of the reasons why they stuck Gino's record up there because like he's like, well, you got any proof on it? Yeah, I sent him to check. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. There I'll you take go. care of that. So, you know, wow. he can, he can, uh -huh. he can try and diss me all he wants to, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gunning for all the people who like, yes, thank you for taking advantage of my voice and my, you know, Excellent. I'm known for my range, you know, Excellent. because I have for the most part actively a four octave range, sometimes mm -hmm. up in the falsetto range, I, I can take it up, you know, a little higher. But the point is, is that, yeah, I know 
I don't quote unquote sound like I look, whatever that mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of, of uh, no, seriously, no, really. Right. It's so funny because uh-huh. look, talk about people that I know. Yes, I'm blessed uh-huh. to know an incredible engineer producer by the name of Shelly Yakis. And Shelly's uh-huh. an amazing guy. And Shelly's a member of, of both of those organizations that I, that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I met him through a guy uh, who used to be the head of, of, of promotion at A&M Records. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I was brought to A&M as an artist, you know, uh, his name was Charlie Minor, by the way, God rest mm-hmm. his soul. He's no mm-hmm. longer with us. Mm-hmm. Charlie's like, no, this guy is the real thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the A&R department wasn't, they didn't really quite get it because they're like, well, I don't know. We don't know how to sell him. Cause you know, he doesn't sound like a black guy. Like mm-hmm. what, what does that mean? Well, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Because does Lyle sound it. that black? Right, right, right. And, right. and more importantly, does does uh, who's who's that the the Kelly chick that that, that that's on uh, Motown? Does she sound that black? The white chick? Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. they sound like they sound. You know, just that's it. Sound they sound like they sound. Right. Exactly. Right. That's it's it. Like like when I heard Anastasia the first time, I was driving on the autobahn in Germany, and I did mm-hmm. not think she was black, but I thought, mm-hmm. well, this girl can sing her booty off because I heard right. that not that kind. And shouldn't that be the thinking? Shouldn't exactly. that always be the thinking? You know, exactly. like the whole the the whole chart thing and all that stuff. There's the R and B chart and, and the pop chart and all that stuff. So what does that mean? Isn't it all music? <laughs> it's exactly. all music. So so yeah. all I learned from from Shelley at that time was like, look, you have some great compositions here. They're a little long. Let me edit it so they mm-hmm. get it. Ah. And he did that for me, not because they paid him and he was on the staff. He did that because he liked me. He's a nice guy. Mm. Every mm. time I see him, I thank him. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> he did it because he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he and wasn't so looking for a check. Me, he wasn't looking for this and that and the yeah, other. If a check comes, hate. fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Here's that guy. Here's that kid mm-hmm. who would not give up. I think he. that was when I was 20 <laughs> something. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm now 50 something, uh-huh. Uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm known for is that, well, he won't quit and he won't go away. There you and go. that's what I tell people all the time. That is what is, that's what success is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had a brilliant person tell me once, success is like a grocery line. That basically, if you get out of place, they move uh, on to the next one. To, mm-hmm. Well, what happened to him? Well, mm-hmm. he got to, uh, you know, my wife, you know, my mm-hmm. kids, uh, the job. Well, you know mm-hmm. what? You work mm-hmm. around all that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like you hear it in country stories a lot for country artists where they talk mm-hmm. about, you know, one week, you know, they got the car repossessed. The next week they have a number one country record well, it's right. because they put that 20 years of work into it. Uh, and if you go down to Nashville, as I have many times as a technician, as a background singer, whatever, it's mm-hmm. always the pool guy, you mm-hmm. know, the guy fixing your your garage door. You know, mm-hmm. they're all songwriters. Yeah, yeah. Some of them yeah. more talented than others. Mm-hmm. But, so, and I was gonna say, some of them don't even know it. <laughs> that's right. That, that's right. You'd right. be surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's like mm-hmm. I remember. It always amazed me that, like, you know, obviously being a, a big Harrison Ford fan, even though mm-hmm. I don't know if I would fly with him. <laughs> um, Harrison, you know, was like a carpenter for uh-huh. years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when that came out, I was like, see, that makes sense. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. And now thinking about it, I was like, I could totally see that. I could yeah. totally see it. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and there's so many talented people that I know who, you know, um, it's, it's the work ethic of, of pushing and keeping going that has gotten them to the place that, they're, that they are. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I respect the most are the ones who always want to bring people along. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, at least for the most part, since I think we cut, we actually cut Forever Plan around 
the end of 2011 uh, or 2012, then it kind of mm -hmm. sat mm. for a while until uh, Mike Fennell, uh, who um, is a staff engineer at Universal Music Publishing and I mm -hmm. um, got together and he said, you know, I, I think I can help you get this finished. And I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. And that's kind of how we did it, you know. So, got it. Um, got and it. then it, it finally came out in 2016. And then, you know, you get on the Grammy ballad, it makes a little bit of noise, people hear you and they kind of know that you're real. And what's even funnier than that is, is that in this day of, like you said, with credits and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, I was hell bent on making sure that everybody knew who had put their who time what? in on this mm -hmm. record, who mm -hmm. played on it. So I went mm -hmm. to town, put it up digitally, put it on my, on my old website. I need to actually put up another page on my new website. Mm -hmm. uh, which is, about, which is, the record. Your uh, new yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> okay. And I'm also blessed with, once again, I have that unique name, which is Gussie. No, it's not short for anything. Uh, <laughs> and people always ask me that. What is, what is your real name? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. My legal name is Gussie. It was my grandfather's name. Uh, my oh, father's name was Manny. That's interesting. Thank you. And Thank you for mentioning that. My grandfather was Gussie. And uh -huh. um, I was named after, you know, my father's father. Awesome. So, yeah. So, as a awesome. matter of fact, the, the new record that I'm, we're working on right now, that Alex and I are working on, uh, Alex probably thinks I have forgotten and I'm not working on it, but I actually am. <laughs> I like to call myself the Black Peter Gabriel, you know, because oh, it takes okay. a long time okay. to churn out material. Uh -huh. I write from but, two places. I write from falling okay. in love or falling out of love. Okay. But so, the end result is... Joy... Pain. it's like right. frankie beverly joy there it is pain right there it is which by there the way is. changed my world when i heard that record man the live record that he did yeah oh yeah yeah all over yeah with. yeah see yeah. I, I hadn't even heard the like the the recorded versions of the songs uh -huh. when my brother had that record and i put it i'm like who is this mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is because you know he just had that cool thing about right. his voice you know like southern girls and and uh i mean just so many great songs mm -hmm. and the fact that it was a live record psh, got forget it, it. Got it. Was done. Got it. so yeah to your point yeah uh use uh, ai and then also um one of the things that frustrates me is i think it's discogs mm -hmm. easy to deal with mm -hmm. um the other one is what's the other one called? oh shoot Amer was it american music or something like that i, I know what you're talking yeah, about but, but, yeah but i forgot actually, the name of it i think it's owned by uh the people who own um amazon now uh, oh wow the i didn't know thing that in the world to get uh, um i, was, I, can't, I can't think of the name called. of it right, right but right, that right, one right, yeah right. you have to provide uh -huh. so much yes yeah, send us a cd and send it i'm like hello it's everywhere wow. in the world mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and in order to get on there and i think some people don't realize how much stuff I'm on because I haven't been able to get all of that stuff out there. So I mm. started literally just doing it myself and sticking it up, you know, on my website and, you know, I'm, mm. here, I'm on there, blah, blah, and so on and so forth. And mm -hmm. to me, it's like, my thing is um, this, this, the good and the bad part, I think, and I think we're going to find, to your point, we're going to find that a lot of people, a lot of artists are going to stop doing that because needless wow. to say, litigation will get you together because, wow. you know, all those mm -hmm. masters for the most part are still out there. Some of those things mm -hmm. can be subpoenaed and we have technology now, you know, well, who is that mm -hmm. singing? I, mm -hmm. I can go all the way back to Yvette Marine who people have probably forgotten about, but I never forgot about it with the Paul wow. Abdul thing. Oh, like, nah, that's me. Right, 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 right. Took, wow. Good point. Mm -hmm. Good point. Right. Good point. I remember the, 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 the Millie Vanilli thing. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is funny because I'm a huge Scritti Politi fan, and I think people oh, get them confused. You're killing me, right? Talk about talk about your great people, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. David Gamson, who is is a friend of mine, uh, and very hard to get a hold of. Yes, that's uh -oh. right, David. Uh -oh. um, I adored all the stuff he did 
for screaming uh-huh. and the stuff he did for uh-huh. Shaka and the stuff he did for Luther and the stuff he did for Michelle and Deggio cello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just bad, bad. Uh, if that's not bad enough, all you need is just that talk about consistency. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about Scritty if you're in the business, but a lot of yes. people don't realize that he wrote stronger mm-hmm. for um, Kelly Clarkson. I, so, I didn't know that. You only need one of those. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I've said. I would use to say that all the time. You only need one. You mm-hmm. only need one. You know? That's right. Wow. Gussie, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. L- ladies and gentlemen, Gussie Miller. You can find him at GussieMiller.com. Check out his newest CD called? Oh, uh, the single is called uh, The Last Page. Uh, and that's that's the single. And then there are remixes done by SNS Records. Uh, awesome. And we have an Eddie Amador mix. We have uh, a Steve Silk Hurley mix. Mm-hmm. We have the DJ Zona mix. And we have the DJ Skip mix as well. So there's the two new things. And then the, the forthcoming record is called My Name is Gussie. And that's awesome. the follow-up to my first record, Forever Plan. Awesome. His real name, Gussie. That is my real name. That's right. <laughs> my name is Gussie. Gussie Miller on the playground with me, your host, Eddie Flewellen. Player to player. Gussie, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Until next time, my friend.